Tappers, what's up? Happy Wednesday. It is another edition of the Daily Tap. We are talking wide receivers with our guy, Nolan Murphy. It is another edition of Building Murph's Draft Manifesto. Coming up after we talk wide receivers, we're going to talk about the media's obsession with Aaron Rodgers. And Aaron Rodgers' drama business is back open, baby. And we'll talk about that. I have some spicy things to dole out. And then I'll talk about what might worry me about the Milwaukee Brewers this year and what makes me toss and turn at night. And that will, when it comes to baseball season. So we'll do that. But let's start with our guy Murph. We talk wide receivers. Here's the thing I ride for Rondale Moore here. You might say I'm a Rondale Moore stan when you listen to this. Let me be clear I did not know Rondale Moore is only 5'7. While I respect a short king, and I get it, it's too short to be in the NFL. I'm sorry. I can't fully endorse it. Um, so some of my Rondale Moore takes, I I redact. I do not take back some of the Justin Jefferson and Brandon Ayuk rant that I drop all over your face in this, in this episode. So here's Murph. Here's me. Let's do it. We'll, be, we'll see you on the other side. All right, another edition of Building Murph's Draft Manifesto. Nolan Murphy's here. Probably should tell people at the Nolan Murphy if they don't follow you on Twitter. I got enough Twitter followers. <laughs> the last year of a lifetime. I'm just kidding. Oh man, that you, we don't miss that. Don't need a blue check mark. No, I will tell no, you that. blue check marks not allowed. I would say, but we're talking wide receivers. Easily the most controversial, the most talked about, the easiest thing for people to click. To, to view, like, it just drives in the masses. Everyone has an opinion. Like, it's kind of like a coaching carousel. Like, I wrote about Steve Wojciechowski getting fired. This is being taped a couple days after it. And I've got, like, three comments on a blog, which I haven't had in fucking since Ronald Reagan was president. So it's just drives the masses. I'm excited to talk about wide receivers. Do you have a theme to the guys that you looked at? You know, and just a real quick jot off of your point. The Packers media mafia makes oh, yeah. makes their hay <laughs> off of the wide receiver the position. Yeah. You know, Matt Schneidman, who barely, you know, gets in a day's work, he'll write some article about the Packers' top ten needs, and he'll have five receivers that are already on the Packers. You know, so it's like, what are the Packers' top ten needs at wide receiver? It'll be re-sign Devontae Adams, figure out Alan Lazard. <laughs> you know, all of a sudden you're like, you get three guys, and he'll say we should get Jamar Chase. Yes, I, you know, I will have a Jamar Chase um, Godfather trade built in, but it <laughs> won't happen at the end of the day. I think when you look at the Packers, it's a slot position. We miss Randall yes. Cobb. It is so ideal, but Goody loves athletic, tall guys. That's why yes. we're stuck with EQ, who I think is probably on his last life as a Packer. MBS wow. is only around because he is a home run hitter, but he also went, did not go to a Power 5 school, and that's why he can't catch. Well, also, what could be really ironic about EQ is his brother... Is in be, the draft. Is in the draft. Out of USC. Very attractive. His one note from uh, a draft guide I read is, should have went back to school. Yes. <laughs> that You could say all the Browns should still be in school. I mean, the St. Browns are basically the ball family of, of college football, if you've watched anything about them. They have like a documentary yeah, series yeah, yeah. on... Their dad's like nuts. Wasn't it on FUBU TV something or something like for that. a while? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe on Quibi, who knows, track that down as they just got <laughs> acquired. But, you know, the same format as we've done for quarterbacks and running backs, we are going to highlight, you know, our top five-ish of who we would love on the Packers, and then we're going to talk about guys that we don't need in the NFC North or on key NFC rivals. So, right. Chuck, 
I think you are locked and loaded. Let's I think go. we have our. I think we probably have the same number one if we're thinking slots because I'd say Rondale Moore. I said, listen, and I don't know how you feel about him, but I would not draft him in the first round. Would I trade up in the second round to get him? Yeah, maybe. Rondale Moore is a weapon. He's short. He's undersized. You don't look like you're too happy. With I don't him. see it. I don't think he's like Tyreek Hill fast. I, uh, I think Rondell Moore had an amazing freshman year at Purdue, and we never heard from him again <laughs> because of injury. I would be kind of devastated. I never saw Rondell Moore stick out in a Big Ten game after his freshman year. Oh. He reminds me of Kadarius Tony, who okay. I don't like out of Florida. Right. Uh, but I will give you the limelight. Back. No, 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 it's fine. I I think that Moore argument's just, good. I mean, that's where Skip no, Bayless right, and Stephen exactly, A. Right. right. Yeah, I just think Moore has the physical tools, and I think. Yeah, he had a lot of injuries, and maybe that causes him to slip. But the guy is a weapon. And what we talked about when we talked about running backs last week, I think it's the same conversation. He can do so much for Green Bay, and he's there's a lot there. Now, if you're, like, maybe a little more safer, I, th- I do think there's risk. I agree. Like, it's a high-risk, high-reward pick. But maybe a little safer, that's a similar slot Doesn't guy. Does he remind you of John Ross? No. Because he's he he's not just a straight runner. He does he's more of a speed guy. Kendall Wright. I mean, let's think about uh, Kevin White. I oh. mean, there's been no some no guys. no. Kevin White was like six four man. I, I'm just saying, guys that just don't like. I know the comps aren't there, but people miss on wide receiver all oh, the yeah. time in the first yeah. round. No, I'm not, and I'm not saying draft him in the first round. I'm saying second round, okay. But if you were gonna pivot and say, all right, let's get a guy like more in the slot. But maybe a little safer, a little more polished. I think that answers Amari Rodgers from Clemson. I love Amari Rodgers. He was very productive at Clemson. He could also play a little running back, Yeah, I think. Yeah. Um, he is on my list for sure. Yeah, I, I think Amari Rodgers is more safe. Amari Rodgers is like the, you know, the, the easy, the, the, that's not necessarily going to challenge you. Maybe you have between jobs, and you're like, I know that this will be a good job for me. I might not make as much money as I think I would. Or Rondale Moore, where it's like, this job could either be like awesome for me or it could absolutely flame out and I could be looking again for another slot guy in two years. Elijah Moore, I don't understand how you don't go back to the well with Ole Miss. The fact that we don't have A.J. Brown and D.K. Metcalf will haunt not only me, but a lot of NFL fans as they were not. Yeah. Very highly regarded off of a bad Ole Miss team. I love Elijah Moore. He is a slot plug-and-play. We think... Runs good routes, played in the SEC. He would be an awesome second round or third round pick for me. Yeah, I, I like Elijah Moore. Um, he didn't make my list because I kind of tried to structure it as like, all right, if we're not going to go in the top rounds, like let's start looking bottom rounds. The other guy I liked that is kind of in that slot, but also has a little bit of that MVS game breaking ability is Dwayne Eskridge out of Western Michigan. Let's go back to that Western Michigan. Well, they are pass first offense. Greg Jennings, obviously, a long time ago, will bring back those sort of vibes, but he's a home run hitter. He's a guy who not only can you get out of the slot, but he can also you can also run deep. And having that with MVS will be, would be really hard to deal with if you're uh, opposing defense. Sometimes you draft, draft strength on strength. We've made it five minutes in, and how have we not mentioned Rashad Bateman? So, Rashad Bateman, here's the thing about Rashad Bateman. I just, I... He's big. He's a big dude. Like He's Devontae Adams. That's his comp. That's what everyone says. He's a great route runner. He played on an awful quarterback team in Minnesota. What? Right. No, 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 no. Why? What? I want to hear why you don't like Rashad Bateman. 
I just don't see us drafting a receiver in the first round. I don't think he's going to go in the first round. Really? You yeah. don't think he's going to go in the first round? I, 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 do, I don't think he's going to go in the okay. first round. I think okay. he might be around there in the late 50s. All right. If he is in the late 50s, then yes, it's a no-brainer. My view of this was I didn't think we were drafting a receiver in the first round. I would agree. So that's where I thought I thought looked at Bateman and just looked at what happened last year, right? With Michael Pittman and T. Higgins. I get these are different guys, right? But they all went at some point, and the Packers missed out on, I think they wanted to draft Enzo Mims. I don't think that was they, a secret. And thank God we didn't. I mean, I know we wanted to draft Brandon Ayuk, yeah. which seems like, right. if you look back, God hope to God Jordan Loves good. Yeah. Because Brandon Ayuk with Kyle Shanahan looks like a well, freaking nature. Here, but the Ayuk thing drives me nuts, and I don't mean to get on my soapbox, but like the 49ers traded ahead of us because they knew we were drafting Ayuk. That's the whole thing. So it's not our fault. We can't exactly, do that. Exactly. But... It, it, but it makes me want to tear my hair out. It's the same with Justin Jefferson. We like Justin Jefferson. And the Vikings traded, or didn't trade up, but they had a pick ahead of us. And we were like, well, the Packers didn't draft Justin Jefferson. We didn't get a fucking chance. I, if we had a chance, yeah, we could laugh at us. But it, it didn't happen. It's just, there's a lot of fake news that goes around about wide receivers driving crazy. But back to Bateman. And I know I got a little ranty there. Bateman is a great player. I think Bateman is fantastic. I think he's a good dude. Uh, yeah, the Adam number Scott, two receiver in the NFL. Yeah, and if you are not convinced that Alan Lazard is is your future or that Alan Lazard is just going to get paid too much money, Bateman can easily replace, and then there you go. Yeah, I think like a Terrace Marshall out of LSU will yeah. go before Bateman. I also think in your kind of mindset, Chuck. I didn't have Tutu Atwell on there because I think he's going to go too high. Yeah. Now, he's I, a perfect slot guy, but he's only 165. He's short. He's, he's really short. He's Randall short. Cobb, you have to remember, was like a bowling ball. Yeah, like Randall Cobb was. I mean, Randall Cobb's a monster. I mean, he was a big dude. Packer all Right. Um, what, he's, this would be a guy that would be later, so not necessarily early, but like a Shy Smith out of South Carolina. Shy Smith, Gamecock, on my list. I like that a lot. I have him as a day three pick. Right. He is not a slot player for 2021, maybe, maybe later in the year, but he shows a lot of the things we're looking for. As I think we're both in line is we need to slot guy. Yeah, and he can play special teams. And We hope, because if you don't play special teams, as we, at some point when you're listening to this, you know, Jay Sternbrenner is on his last life in the Packers because he can't play right. special teams as a tight end. Right, and you we will not have and right spot. now the Packers don't have a wide receiver that plays any special teams. Because Alan Lazard plays yeah. too much on offense. Right. Now. And EQ, that's why he might not be a Packer anymore. Right, exactly. Because he can't figure it exactly. out. Exactly. So would you they're probably not gonna draft his brother, right? I'm on St. Brown no chance. because of it, you because, just can't get burned twice. Right. Yeah. There's no way they even though he has some skills, he might be better than his brother, I don't think they could go back to that well. A couple guys I have, and this would go outside of our slot yeah. kind of conversation. Yeah. When I turned on SEC football on Saturdays, and I turned on Bo Nix in the Auburn oh. Tigers, Seth I saw Williams. Seth Williams. Seth Williams is a beast. Seth I love Williams Seth Williams is a big Seth, dog. Seth Williams, listen, listen. I, I, if the Packers actually needed an outside guy, I would be banging my hands on the table for Seth Williams. Seth Williams is a rim runner. Seth Williams, yeah, exactly. He showed out. I think I, from te- I would text uh, my guy Seth about different guys. Coincidentally enough, and I believe there's a text about Seth Williams to him. And I'm gonna see if I can pull it up. He's quickly. Alshon Jeffrey. Oh yeah, he is what we hope Devin Funches is. People forget Devin Funches somehow finagled his way back into the Packers. I think he's paying us in 2021 to be on the squad. It'd be awesome if we got anything out of Devin Funches because he is a jump ball dude. But heck, Seth Williams looks like the real deal if Kelvin Benjamin ever would have. 
panned out and stayed away from the you know stayed away from the Jade Gardens of the world. And yeah, exactly. The, the buffets. Now he's a left tackle, probably in the CFL. Yeah, absolutely. I love Seth Williams. Seth and Williams. he'll get overdrafted because yeah. some GM is going to fall in love with him. That I'm, size, that size is going to be is great. Um, because yeah, Seth Williams is he nutmegged so many corners where the ball <laughs> was just on and top. Bo of Nix really isn't a good quarterback. No, Bo Nix is like a poor man's uh, Jeff Driscoll. Yeah. He, he's not going to be an NFL player. He's he's a he's he, a Saturday he's a, quarterback. He's an SEC legend, Northwestern Mutual worker uh, in Auburn, Alabama, and he won't have to really work. So I, I have a tweet that just said holy Seth Williams like on a random Saturday. I love there are other guys you like? Yeah, so this is where I get on my high horse. I covered this guy in high school football, which we'll hear later when we get to the defensive side oh, of things. I know. This I know. means yeah, yeah. they fall into the Marshawn Lattimore category of things. This means they fall into the Jerome Baker of the world's Ohio State linebacker uh, that's still on the Dolphins, the Raekwon McMillans. I once saw Marshawn Lattimore literally take a 97-yard slant to the house as a high school player, and I would have told you that day if I could have bought stock in him that he would be a great NFL player. You should have wrote. You should have wrote one of your famous letters to Goop, to Ted Thompson at that point and just said, "Dear Ted, book this." I saw Marshawn Lattimore catch a slant, 97 yards, draft this guy in like four years. And Marshawn Lattimore has been a great pro as long as Mike Evans isn't on it. Well, right, and and maybe. No, Marshall Lammer might be available for a trade. I don't know. Yeah, so where am I going with this? Trayvon Grimes from Florida went to St. Thomas Aquinas, which is a powerhouse in Fort Lauderdale. Basically a prep school. He had some injuries at Florida, but he was a five-star recruit. Yeah. He was a big pull for Dan Mullen. He looked good. I actually thought he stood out more at Florida than Tony. I thought he was a more NFL comp receiver. And if he's around on day three in the fourth and fifth round, and you have to remember the Packers have a lot of picks. Mm-hmm. Oh, they yeah. have multiple picks in rounds on day three so we can get creative. We, I think we have ten draft picks. Yeah. We probably won't be picking ten players. No. So why aren't you Why aren't you high on Kadarius Tony since we're dead? Why, why, why aren't you high on I just think he's like a gadget dude that's not fast enough. Okay. I never saw the speed in the SEC, and if, there's this, if I don't see the speed in the SEC, I'm probably not going to see the speed on Sunday. I just get really worried about those guys when they're not great route runners, which Aaron Rodgers is going to have no fucking time for. Oh, yeah, no. And doesn't really have a position. And the key with the Packers receivers is you need to know how to play every position because that's what makes Aaron Rodgers great. Yeah, another guy that I... Well, that, does that make sense? Yeah, no, I guess, it does. Yeah. No, it absolutely does. I, another guy... He can get drafted by the Bears and just right. go die there. Uh, another guy that I think is worth talking about and that has similar Bateman style is Den- Diami Brown. I don't know if I'm saying his name right. Diami, uh, out of North Carolina. Uh, he he has one of the better releases, and he's just a good release runner. Has like yards after the catch, like Bateman. You got something? No, continue. No, no, that's that's why I got. Just... Tylen Wallace is a guy. Oh, I like he's Tylen going Wallace to too. right now. He's projected in the second and third round. I would not take him there. I think he actually has more of a comp of a smaller Aaron Lazar, Alan Lazard. And what I'm saying is, he's six feet. But when I turned on Oklahoma State all the time, he was the dude catching comeback routes on third down and getting buried and popping up. So I think he's going to get overdrafted a little bit. But if he's around in the fifth round, I would love uh, to take a peek. And, you know, we'll circle back. I mentioned this guy's name. Wherever he gets drafted, Demetric Felton is a guy that I would love for the Packers uh, on day three. Um, But it's probably time now, Chuck, to focus in on guys we don't want in the NFC North. Um, well, obviously, I think Jalen Waddle actually more than any of the other over ones. Devonta. 
Yeah, I think Devontae Smith is a lion. He's going to be drafted by the Lions. I've said this now on Twitter multiple times. Because They're, Martha Ford just saw the success right, with Mike Williams right, and Charles Rogers. Right, 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 right. And he's undersized. And some people are saying he's Martin Harrison. We'll see. I know. I, that's my comp. Yeah, I know. I, know. I love that. I know. You've said it. I've heard it from other people. I think I heard it from you first. So I'll give you credit. But eh, I don't know. I, if he goes to the Lions, I'm not scared. I'll put it that way. So Jalen Waddell. The injury scares me. Oh, yeah. But he... He could be Tyreek Hill. Yes, he is freaky fast. So he goes to the 49ers, it's like, fucked. It's like, that That would just... Him and Ayuk, I mean, fuck. Or if he goes to the Seahawks. Oh, yeah. I mean, or the Cowboys. The Cowboys, but the Cowboys can't. Yeah, I mean, no, Jerry can't no. double down. He, he's paying half the they're receivers. Gonna draft, they're going to draft Patrick Sirkin. They're going to draft Patrick Sirkin, Alabama guy. Put him with Travion Diggs. I would watch out for the Bears. Yeah. I think the Bears are in Jalen Waddle territory if the quarterbacks aren't there that they want. You sell it as Andy Dalton had A.J. Green, who was a vertical receiver. And that's what you have with Allen Robinson is he signed the franchise day. Right. So, I, yeah, I mean, that would that would suck. The Vikings also getting a receiver would be would suck because they, they had Jalen Waddle and Justin Jefferson. That would be a pain in our ass for 10 yeah, years. Yeah, that would that would be KMS territory um, for sure. Um, Jamar Chase. So he doesn't play football in 2020. He has this amazing year with Joe Burrow. Is there a reason that like he should be drafted before Waddle and Devonta Smith? I mean, you raise a good question, right? Should he even be drafted over Terrence Marshall? Like, are we sure Jamar Chase is like good? And also, too, like you brought Mike Williams, which is a great job. I love Mike Williams in college. Uh, you could not like if Mike Williams. That, never, if he never foregoes that year of college, okay. he's way so, different. So that's my point, though. Is like, are we sure that this like some positions I think will be. Okay with the COVID stuff, but someone's gonna get burned by a guy yes, not playing football. Hundred percent. Is it gonna be Micah Parsons? I hope not. I do like Micah Parsons. Um, but linebacker for another episode. <laughs> uh, but Jamar Jamar Chase, I, yeah, I think I'd be okay if like the Eagles say got Jamar Chase at six. I would be fine. I guess if you were asking me, would I rather have Jamar Chase or Devontae Smith on a rival, I probably would say Jamar Smith, Jamar Chase. So would I, because I think Devonta Smith is going to be really good. I just think when you win the Heisman Trophy, you now I know I it's know. a weird Desmond lesson. Howard, man, though. Like, Desmond Howard whoa, whoa, won, won, won. Devonta Smith didn't return kicks. Yeah, he was yeah, a, I know. He was a but, pure but, wide but, receiver. But that's what I'm saying, though. He yeah. won that award for Larry Fitzgerald, you know, a oh, guy yeah. that should have won the Heisman. Yeah, Larry, Larry Arnold. At Pitt. Larry Arnold. I just don't, like, he is the best receiver. They said two years ago he was better than Judy and Ruggs. Yeah. And they said Waddle was better than Judy and Ruggs. Yeah. And I think Judy and Ruggs are probably going to be number two receivers. Yeah. I, I don't uh, ever see them really like going to the Calvin Ridley it, it level. It is. I, I just a side tangent. Like I can't believe Jerry Judy isn't isn't better. Like I would have thought Jerry Judy would have been the best out of those three out of Judy Ruggs and uh, CD. Oh, I like CD Lamb. Never mind. I was always a CD Lamb guy. Love CD Lamb. People missing on Justin Jefferson. I just know. Oh. I was all over that. I love Justin yeah, Jefferson. I thought uh, if we were doing this last year, we would have both been like we bang got to on the Justin. table for we, yeah, exactly. We got to draft Justin Jefferson. That's why there's no footage available from when that pick comes off the uh, on the so, television because so I freaked out. Hilarious story about that. I had just got my dog Lily. Um, it was a month in, and she ended up shitting in another room. Right when Justin Jefferson got picked. I was on a Zoom because this was early COVID. The bunch of guys. And, and we were all so mad Justin Jefferson got picked. Then Lily shit right in another room. And yeah. I thought I thought the Packers season was cursed right there and there. Turns out 13-3. and three, 
almost made the Super Bowl yet again, and it wasn't that bad. Well, good thing is I can count on one hand the number of Super Bowls the Vikings won with Chris Carter and Randy Moss. So yeah. he will rot away there forever in a very cold town. I was on a live stream that night as well, you know, with my boy Ryan Burke for the Dave Burke Foundation. Was not happy, to say the least, <laughs> when Justin Jefferson came off the board. I will be definitely doing some tampering over the next few years if I ever see Justin Jefferson if he wants to come play for a real team. Like, you see him in deja vu, you just kind of reach out and just say, like, hey. I send him over a bottle, you know, <laughs> no, no no, strings attached, don't worry right, about it. Right, right, exactly. Very, very uh, Tony Soprano of you. Anybody else that we missed? I, I, don't, I think we really were loaded up for the wide receiver <laughs> position. I don't think you're going to find this content really honestly anywhere else. No. Um, no. People are just going to complain about how we haven't given Aaron Rodgers enough help. Uh, where, like, if Alan Lazard was an actual restricted free agent, he'd probably be getting like three years, twenty million dollars. By the so. way, Rondo Moore squats six hundred pounds. Just want to throw that out. There. Uh, great. So no, I'm just saying he might be Randall Cobb. What does EQ squat? <laughs> I don't know, but I, he has that bowling ball, Randall Cobb. Like you, just, I, people have I, to I remember should... with Goody, unless you're in a certain oh yeah, the um, freak, the Raz, the yeah, RAS. The, the, the Raz statistic. He just doesn't have time yeah, for you. Yeah. So, you're not a freak. He doesn't care. Yeah, he, he doesn't care at all. So we'll see. I think the we're not going to add anyone, I don't think, from a free agency perspective. Yeah. A lot of the people we wanted, Charlie, John Brown, gone. <sighs> Juju Smith-Schuster, he took a team-friendly deal. There's some other dudes out there that I think we would have loved to land, like a Nelson Aguilar. Just not going to happen. That's not how this Packers team is yeah. built. Juju Smith-Schuster, they'll unlock a new crush on Taylor Biscotti. But that's another story for another time. Um, we'll go on to tight ends next. I'm so excited to talk about Jay Sternberger and how much he disappointed me. Well, you and tight ends, it's a match made in heaven. <laughs> Subscribe, rate, <laughs> review, snowtap, WI. We will talk to you next about tight ends. All right, that's it. All right, that was the wide receivers. Hope you guys enjoyed it. If you have any feedback, would love to hear it. We're taping another set um, this weekend. While Murph's laid up with his ACL, he's going in for surgery today. Prayers up to Murph. But let's talk about Aaron Rodgers. And let's talk about why Aaron Rodgers, maybe we need to pray for the media. It is Holy Week after all. We are headed to Holy Thursday tomorrow. If you if you know anything, um, if you're pagan and don't, well, that's on you. But anyways, Aaron Rodgers and the media have a very interesting life, I guess is the best way. I don't know how to put it. Aaron Rodgers and the media are not exactly friends. They're respectable. They they understand that they both have a job to do. Rogers always does spend time with the media, but he's definitely strayed away from traditional media since his younger years. Remember, he used to do Tuesdays with Wildy, uh, with Jason Wildy of ESPN Wisconsin, and had a very tight relationship with Wildy. I think they still have a decent relationship, but it's not what it used to be. When Aaron Rodgers wants to have an interview, he goes and sits down with Pat McAfee. Pat McAfee is his guy. He knows that Pat McAfee will not press him as hard as a journalist does. And I know the Packer Big Jays talk shit about Pat McAfee like it's a scene from Mean Girls. I, I know that for a fucking fact. I know how journalists are catty. I get it. I They don't get the big scoops. Pat McAfee, a former NFL player who now is a radio show host, he gets the big scoops about Aaron Rodgers. So if Rodgers wants to talk, he'll go to McAfee. And that drives them crazy. But they also know what's good for business for them from a clicks, from a views, from an engagement perspective is Aaron Rodgers drama. And all they're doing right now is stirring the pot. 
Mark Murphy spent some time with the Big Jays after the owners meeting, after an approval of the 17 games, which I, I have a little sidebar on that, but I, I won't get to it because I want to get into my Rogers point. But remind me if, if you can. I don't have a producer. It's just me. Uh, so remind myself to talk 17 games at the end of this. Mark Murphy talks about Aaron Rodgers' contract, and he kind of deflects, and he doesn't want to talk about it. He's like, "We, I'm not getting into player-specific contracts," and he he could have easily said no. He could have easily said yes. We're we're having this conversation, but Mark Murphy kind of avoided the whole situation. Now, this immediately drove everybody into: Are is there drama? Is there drama? Do we have a situation? Do we have something to worry about here with Aaron Rodgers and Brian Gunacoust? Just settle the fuck down. Okay? All right? Can we can we can we just settle down? Packers have already moved a bunch of money. They've already kind of made things happen. They are, I'm sure, figuring out what is the next step. They have June 1st coming up, where June 1st, you'll have got teams release players because that's a, another iteration of the NFL season where you see guys fall off. And at that point, maybe you do want to make some moves. The draft is coming up. I don't know if you heard our draft manifesto just a minute ago. We're talking wide receivers. I don't know if they want to see what they can get in the draft and maybe wait on that first. Or... If they're thinking about maybe trading Jordan Love, not saying that they are, nor do I think they are at this point, maybe they are waiting for the draft as well. And then an Aaron Rodgers contract is going to come across. But we are obsessed with knowing exactly every fucking detail of what's going on at 1265 Lombardi Ave. I didn't, I almost got that wrong, um, but I didn't. And I might still have. Well, we have a fact checker in Green Bay that will check me on that. If I did, it's embarrassing, but I also will say this is 11.30. This is 11.45. This is basically my Jordan flu game. This is too late for me to podcast. I've pulled plugs on my podcast this late. So just give me credit, all right? The fact is, is like, this is not something you need to have every fucking information about. Like, I understand that we are so open in society. We drag our skeletons out there. We put everything on display. You have... Men who will just flex in front of cameras. And you'll have girls who will basically show their assholes in thong bikinis. It doesn't matter anymore. We had fucking little Nas X making shoes with with Satan, with human blood. We are so open as a country. And, and I, this isn't like a rant on that. But we're so open as a country that I think everybody expects to know every little detail about everyone else. And that's just not how certain parts of society work. And Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers are keeping things extremely close to the vest. Aaron Rodgers has been radio silent. Dude's probably just pie and Shailene, which good for him. He deserves it. He might not have been able to see him. More power to him. Get after it, King. I'm happy for you. And there's nothing really from Brian Gunacus. He's just going around the pro days. He was in Alabama, I think, the other day, or he was at Ohio State today. He was somewhere else a day before. Brian Gutekunst is just being a scout again. He's just doing the Ted Thompson thing. And yeah, it sucks that Mark, Mark Murphy was had to be asked about this. Mark Murphy, I'm sure, expected it. But he was, you know, he's like, all right, I'm not going to talk about this. This is not what we're talking about. 
not going to get into player specifics. This isn't a, a press conference about Aaron Rodgers. It's a press conference about kind of next season, where we are, what's going on, what happened at the owners meeting. I'm giving you guys material to talk about. Yet, because I didn't give you a straight answer on Aaron Rodgers, you're going to spin this into a fucking story. This is going to lead radio tomorrow on a lot of local networks. We are so obsessed with Aaron Rodgers' drama because we get it every year and we're trying to get it again. Two years, three years ago, it was Aaron Rodgers versus Mike McCarthy. That was all the rage. We had our popcorn popped. We got our clicks. We got our views. Everybody got paid. We all got laid. I don't know if these guys are getting laid, though. Um, but then, then next year, we have, well, can Aaron Rodgers and Matt LaFleur work well together? We had, we had all that. And then last year, we had, well, is Aaron Rodgers Jordan Love? Like, what's going to happen? Are we going to have another Brett Favre situation? Is that is that where we're going to go? So now, that teat is dry. The milk has run out. And yet, we are demanding more milk. We are demanding it. We are, they the journalists right now in Green Bay, in Wisconsin, need that nipple to suck. And I apologize for being graphic. I don't know why that's where I where my mind went to. But that is what they need right now. And they aren't getting it. They just aren't. Green Bay is clo- is just not talking. And you could act that something's up because as people have pointed out, Green Bay could have easily turned Aaron Rodgers' salary into bonus this year and they didn't need permission. But they didn't do that. They're talking with Aaron Rodgers a little bit, maybe. Or the fact that they brought back the entire team, I think, means something. I don't know what it means yet, but it means something. Well, I know a little bit what it means. I know it means they they thought they had a Super Bowl team, and I think they did. We've talked about that. So I think that's number one. But I think number two is a little bit bigger than that. It has something to do with Rodgers. It's a, it's a couple things. I'm going to float it out to Mitch Ross tomorrow, and it's going to be part of tapping the keg. And so that's how I keep you guys listening. Again, another tease. I will tell you why. Keeping all the guys from last year says either one thing or the other about Aaron Rodgers. Getting good at this. Trying to keep you guys engaged. I don't want to give away the whole cow. Like, I, I still have a hand bra on right now. Like that, I'm not gonna. I'm not giving you the nipple. I, I want to save something for Mitch and I. Which topics are a little light right now. Got to save something for Mitchie and I. I do think that there is rhyme and reason for why they're bringing everybody back, and it has to do with Aaron Rodgers. And I love the fact they're just keeping. They're playing keep away from the journalists. No one's been able to get a story. Ian Rapport had a little bit of one and said. Packers and, and Rodgers are working on a deal. And that's why they haven't converted it to bonus because they're talking. But that has been the only murmur. And I think that was last Monday that news came out. There's been nothing. It's been as locked in as anything I've seen in a long time in Green Bay. Maybe since the Favre stuff, when we they didn't know what they were going to do with Favre coming back, that was pretty locked in. But you also had, you know, Bus cook leaking everything under the sun. By the way, speaking of big J's, Greta Van Susteren, remember Brett Favre did an interview on Fox News of all places to talk about why he wanted to come back? Could you imagine 
a guy, I mean, granted, this is like pre-Trump, I believe this was pre-Obama, right? Yeah, this, Obama's running for president. So this is like pre-Trump, pre-Obama. And could you fucking imagine an NFL player, I guess Drew Brees may be best example, going on Fox News of all places to talk about why he's he wants to come back? Could you, like, really, could you fathom that? Like Drew Brees on Tucker Carlson. That, I mean, it's wild to think about how different our country is in like 12 years. Times times change, man. Uh, things change mighty quickly. But you know what I hope doesn't change is my optimism for the Milwaukee Brewers. What a transition there. The Milwaukee Brewers, I am very excited for. I talked about that yesterday's show. You can go back and listen to that. But I... I would be remiss if I didn't at least go with a little negativity. If we headed to negative town, I'm not a negative guy. I'm an optimistic guy by trade. That's who I am. But what are some things that might worry me about the Brewers? I didn't know that I was going to worry about this, but then I read Tyler Kepner's uh, preview for the season, basically to help me become a better gambler early in the year, where I'll get killed with baseball for two weeks I really should chill out not bet baseball for like a few weeks and then because I need like stats I need to kind of know who's good who's not and then I still will I'll get killed I'll add more money to my bank account and then I'll be fine for the for at least a couple months that's how it's gonna go just so you guys all know anyways Kleppner Kepner, sorry mentioned that Corbin Burns and Brandon Woodruff have not pitched more than 125 innings in their career that's a little worrisome. That is a little worrisome. That worries about durability. That worries, are these guys going to be built for October? Um, very concerning. And Freddie Peralta also doesn't have 125 innings in him. I don't think Adrian Hauser does. The staff is very young. Now, we've seen young staffs figure it out, and they've got it done. But there, I think, would be a worry that could the Brewers leak a little oil come August, come September? Yeah, it's really possible. And I think maybe that's what Craig Council means by managing guys and why Josh Lindblom's going to have some starts. I don't know. We'll see what the Brewers do. If anybody I can trust with that, it's Craig Council. But it still worries me. And it also worries me about Keston Hira at first base. How can it not? Keston, Keston Hira has not played first base in his entire career. He really struggled at the plate last year. Now, that could have been a video thing. He's looked really good at the plate in spring training. So I do wonder what first base is going to do to him. Is he going to be able to handle it? Are are there going to be mistakes made? Absolutely. We have to be patient with Keston Hara. We have to be patient. It's not a guy I think we can jump down his throat defensively at least for a month, if not a month and a couple weeks. And if he still struggles then, I think we have to ask some real questions about what Keston Hira is for this Brewers organization moving forward. And is he trade bait for something bigger down the line? Most notably, Jose Ramirez, who I've been mildly obsessed with watching from afar. Kind of like that picture of Joe Biden looking out the window. That's basically me right now. Other things that concern me. uh, Lorenzo Cain. You know, is he washed up? Is it just, is it kind of done time for Cain? Now, Locaine, remember, people forget, like he played a little bit of last year. He actually had a really good series against the Cubs early on. And then he decided to opt out after all the COVID stuff went kind of crazy. 
Now, the Brewers, I don't think, I, I, I got to remember, I only they had a COVID case all year. So, like, it, and I think Kane, I wonder if he regrets it. I mean, you have a drink with him. I don't know if he drinks. But he had a drink with him, he had a beer, and we're like, hey, man, do you regret that? Do you, he, and he'll probably say, yeah, but it was really nice to spend some quality time with my kids. I'll never forget that, yada, yada. But I'm sure I'll say I wish I was at in fucking Milwaukee when my kids were crying at 5 a.m. in the morning and like I could just be at a, you know in Los Angeles playing or well they didn't really play Los Angeles I could be in Cincinnati tonight instead of I'm here dealing with my kid crying that he stepped on a toy truck so I'm sure that's part of it but Kane I mean it's a year off he's an old guy I think it's gonna take some time I they hope he's ready for opening day we haven't heard yet. If that's official, Jackie Bradley Jr. also kind of struggling to make to make it with opening day. Had a wrist inflammation, although he played on Monday, so I think Jackie Bradley Jr. will be good to go. Still, still no word on if Lorenzo Cain's going to get out there. So it's going to take some time, and I think part of the reason why Jackie Bradley Jr. decided to join the Brewers was because I think he's going to get some real playing time early on here because there's just not that much. Lorenzo Cain can do just yet. I think it's going to take him a little while to warm up. Lorenzo Cain did DH today. He had a hit. He also scored a run. He struck out twice in the Brewers' 6-3 win against the Texas Rangers, who they looked pretty good against. Another worry is third base. I, I mean, how can you not worry about third base? Travis Shaw was not that impressive in this spring training. They kept him on, but he hit 190. So I don't know what Travis Shaw is. Um, I, Orlando Arcia really struggled at the plate. He batted 191 this this spring training. And it, a lot of that was put on the fact that he was learning a new position. If third base is going to be a hole for the, for the Brewers, that's a major disadvantage compared to the rest of Major League Baseball. Third base is a position you usually get offense out of. The Brewers cannot get offense out of that third base position. That will be an immediate upgrade need middle way through this season. But they are going to probably have to hold on for dear life because I don't know what else they're going to do from a third base perspective besides Shaw and Arcia. And I guess that's it. And I guess you're going to have to ride it out and hopefully just hope it gets better. Um, You don't need it to be perfect, right? But you at least need it to be serviceable. That's probably the best word to describe it. Lastly, I worry about Josh Hader and Devin Williams' health. I think the, the way those guys pitch, Hader more than Williams, is like every year you're just waiting for that injury, right? Like I, I played fantasy baseball uh, in a league. Shout out to Bobblehead Bobby, my guy. I, you know, one of the, when I was doing research, someone was like, oh, Josh Hader, you know, every year could be that year. And you don't really think about it as a fan. Weirdly enough, like, you don't, you, every game could be like the worst ever, right? Like, you could have that game where you're like, oh my God, like, life flashes before you, everything's fucked, just burn the ships, right? But even if Josh Hader were to get hurt like that, which I'm not wishing on in any way, shape, or form, I still think we would come away with it and say, well, you got Devin Williams. And Devin Williams does have to stay healthy. And they have other guys, you know, Rasmussen. Bickford had a really good spring training. Maybe Bickford, Yardley didn't really have a great spring training, but Yardley had some moments last year. 
So who knows, right? I think you could say, all right, we can survive it. And maybe you could add an arm come July if it happens early and the Brewers are still in this thing. But yeah, it's a, it's a concern. It all it always will be. And it, I mean, that goes for any pitcher. But I think for one of your premier guys, it's definitely the case. But that'll do it for our show today. Um, it got off the rails at times. Um, I hope you enjoyed Murph and I. I hope you enjoyed my ranting of the Big Jays. Mitch and I back in it tomorrow, opening day. Buck, why the Bucks and COVID have not mixed? I have a little some fun facts for you there. And then lastly, um, we'll do the my Aaron Rodgers hypotheticals for Mitch. All right, looking forward to it. I'll talk to you guys tomorrow. All right, see you. Bye.